Hey everybody, I'm Nick Davis. Welcome to Simply Not Easy, the podcast about simple action steps to improve the journey of your life as I work to improve the journey of my own. Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to Simply Not Easy. Hope you all are having a great day out there today. Sports Sunday. While we do have to wait a week till the Super Bowl, we do not have to wait a week for sport excitement, sport injuries, and a blast from the past. From the past. So the other day, great, great rivalry basketball game, Celtics and Lakers, and it lived up to the hype. Lakers won by one point when Celtics missed a buzzer beater at the very end. Now, this is the first season, first time that the top two championship teams have been tied for the most number of NBA victories or NBA championships ever. Both the Los Angeles Lakers and the Boston Celtics each have won 17 championships in their storied history. If you count uh, the Lakers' victories from before they came to the city of L.A., back when it was with Minnesota, Minneapolis Lakers. But one of these plays, one of these players took a wrong step. Now, in basketball, right, you got a lot of fine-tuned movements. And when people talk about getting a dirty step back, they're usually talking about a shot, right? Hits it with a dagger, fierce step back three-pointer, create the separation. Well, the other day, Marcus Smart, one of the Boston Celtics guards, took the wrong kind of a step back. And he was down the post fighting for a rebound, I believe. And he took a step back with that left foot, left ankle. And I could tell that at first when he did it, there was a moment of hesitation, pain. Nobody landed on or or anything, but he grabbed that knee and ankle right away. Now looking through slow motion on that, I encourage you all to do it. He takes a step back quickly, pushes through his toes, loads into that to gain stability again to push off right through those plantar flexors, right through the gastrocnemius, the tricep surrey. Although what happens, you see on the slow motion cam, a twinge, a ripple of that calf muscle. Now that's typical, especially when it's seen in a larger, bigger version. Uh, that just rolling right up and being that Achilles tear, right? I mean, that's an athlete's worst fear. There are a lot of bad injuries out there, right? But a full-out Achilles tear, that is a tough one, right? And now again, with his being Lakers and Celtics, memories all of a sudden flooded back to the great late Kobe Bryant. And that game where he tore his Achilles, but... He got fouled on the play. He had two free throws to shoot. And he wasn't going to let him walk off, not get those free throws for his team. So when he could barely, barely put weight on that leg because of that Achilles, he hobbled over to the free throw line, knocked those two free throws down. Uh, then after, they called timeout. He hobbled off the court 
back to the locker room where it confirmed that he had that Achilles tear. And now for him, he had a lot of intensity without enough rest for himself. And that was a factor. Age was a factor. Many other things. But looking at the health of these tendons, a typical way that this is injured is with a fast, sudden, eccentric movement of it. And oftentimes, right, this isn't for a huge takeoff force velocity. This is simply the muscles in its stretch position. The, your leg steps behind you, the calf goes back, and it's a stretch when you're trying to push off strong. So imagine like pushing off the blocks from track meet. Only thing pushing off heavier with your toes for the plantar flexion. But then imagine in doing that to generate that force, not just to power forward, but you're stepping backwards as you do that. And so that tendon is lengthening at the same time and the force in that moment is too great. The demand exceeds the capacity. And when demand exceeds capacity, right? It's a tough boat to be in. That is a tough boat to be in. And so what happened was, not like Kobe, but Marcus Smart had a grain one calf strain. And it's a good thing it was only that, right? That was confirmed by MRI recently. We got that report back. But he's going to have a road of rehab ahead to get that right, to get that good before he plays again. Kevin Durant had a more serious version of this injury where he was out for an extended period of time with that calf. He's probably one of the only, only players in NBA history who can not play an entire year right, for the Brooklyn Nets and make the kind of money he did. But that's just the kind of player he is and what he can earn, what he deserves. So with that bad calf strain, right? This is a player who plays with tenacity and hustle. And anybody who plays basketball or any other cutting, jumping, moving, landing sport in general, especially with all the jab steps and every other move you have to have, and fast defensive reaction, is a large demand on that calf, on that Achilles. Now, so for rehab, whether it's post-surgical for any other kind of lower extremity surgery or anything else, even to get back to jogging or running, you should be able to do three sets of 25 single leg calf raises minimum. So set one, you do as many single leg calf raises as you can. You max out. Let's say you hit lucky number 37, 37 in a row, sweet. You rest a couple minutes, and then you go again. Next one, you're a little bit more gassed, you're a little more tired, you get 29. All right, here's a moment of truth. The one after that, you are just whooped. You only get 18. That would not be a pass. That would be you're not really clear to go back to jogging or running yet because that Achilles doesn't have the strength. So think about the number of people going around doing all these high-level activities that can't bang out 25 calf raises, even with one leg, even for the first set. That does put you at an injury risk. Oftentimes we train a lot of other muscles well, and we train the calves well just by running and getting moving. And that's not enough. we got to load those suckers up. So again, that's the first part of that rehab recovery for him is getting the irritation calmed down, getting some gentle loading, restoring any motion that we need to, and getting him back to eventual more dynamic activities, reaction of that tendon muscle that simulates activities on the court once he's got that restored, once he's got the strength back. And then it's about, okay, 
can you not just kind of generate force through there, but what's the rate of force development? How fast can you, in terms of basketball terms, right? How fast can you jump up to the rim to touch back down barely to absorb force and jump back up immediately, acting like your legs are those complete springs that they are made to be and generate intense amounts of force through them? How fast can you be? Or is that muscle a little bit delayed? Is it, oh, it gets there, but it's not that speed that you want. And that's a problem that's often limited after just strength returns and any, anybody post any injury is, what is the rate of force development? How do we train that reactivity? Because that's the demand of the sport, right? And the issue to begin with for injury in this scenario, whether it's Kobe, Kevin Durant, Marcus Smart, in this one moment in time based on a multitude of factors, demand exceeded capacity. Well, if post-injury our demand, our capacity is going down even lower, and we return to the same demand, it's a recipe for disaster. So, for Marcus, for any other basketball player out there, for any other player, athlete going through injuries, right? I hope that they recover, I hope that they recover well and fully to not only make themselves good enough to return, but good enough to return for the long term and more resilient in the future, doing what they need to do. And I certainly hope for the Super Bowl next weekend that everybody stays healthy in terms of COVID and that there are no injuries that are changing, one for the players, but then especially for the course of the game because that's going to be a good game. All right, y'all. Get some calf races in there. One leg, one leg, 25 each. Make sure you can do that, if not more. Take a rest and do, do it again. See what happens, right? Hit a set on the left, boom, done. Set on the right, boom, done. Left, right, left, right. Write down those numbers, see where you're at. That's about quality too, right? Can you go as high? So if you raise two legs up, if you come up, and I'm doing these right now as I talk, if I come up on two legs to raise them up for calf raises, right? First of all, does the pressure feel the same on both sides? Is one side kind of rolling out a bit, or is it staying stacked and steady? Well, then you can even have somebody measure if you want the distance from your heel to the ground. Or do this when you're standing in front of a wall with your back towards the wall. Just feel where that heel is. And then you go ahead and do that same calf raise just on one leg. Right? Are you only getting three quarters of the height or half the height? Or can you get all the way up? Well, that counts for those 25 reps, right? Can you do that all the way up to get that strong, powerful control for yourself? So again, your capacity can meet the demands. All right, y'all, get those Achilles and calves feeling sore, feeling good, and feeling more durable as you go throughout life. Simply, not easy.